At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts this is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. This is the Greg Peterson experience on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we've got three superb hours coming up for you. Got to get you set for the AFC and NFC title games. We're going to be doing a lot of that tonight. And We've also got to get you guys set for a small but fun slate of college basketball on Friday. We've got eight games on college basketball for Friday, and we've got over 150 games for Saturday. So that's about as imbalanced as it gets. But you know what? There's some money to be made regardless. I'm going to have a little bit of a write-up for you guys in hour number two, even though it is a lighter slate. We've always got to be grinding these out day in and day out, and we're going to be taking a look at what we're getting in the NBA as well. So we've got a tremendous slate of guests that are going to be coming up, and that's going to be starting in 15 minutes. Mark Drummeller, he does tremendous work over at the Fantasy Life along with BetQL, and Tom Casale does great work over at Action Network. They're going to be joining me. We're going to be taking a look at the AFC and NFC title games with them. Certainly going to dive in see if they've got any props and I know that Tom much like myself does a good job taking a look at college basketball so we'll see if he's got a play or two for this Friday in our number two we're going to be talking a lot of college sports Kobe Dant he does great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network pretty sure we're going to be able to get through all eight games with him get his thoughts on all the action that we've got top of that we're going to ask him about these nfc afc title games as well i'll be taking a look towards the back half of the show as well as to my props for this week in terms of the afc and nfc title game as well as we've got many more menu options this week than you typically get and let's call it what it is the nfl betting menu is bigger than what you're going to find in any like college basketball any regular season game of any sort so we're going to have lots of options there and we're going to narrow it down give you guys what I'm all liking for this weekend and then in our number three Tanner Kern does tremendous work over at DraftKings he's joining me and Tanner's back into a little bit of NBA form as well so we are going to be serving up a little bit of NBA with them we're going to be taking a look at these two big games in the NFL as well he always does a great job giving us some sides some props some player props he dives in on a little bit of everything so does a very complete job so we do have ourselves a fun day today with regards to Greg Peterson experience and it's always fun to take a look at what's happening in terms of the NFL offseason, as I did not have this one on my bingo card with regards to what we saw on Thursday. And that would be me getting choked up about this one because I, <clears throat> excuse me, cannot believe that we saw the Atlanta Falcons go with Raheem Boris. And that is good reason to get choked up. That is reason to be wondering what the heck is happening here. As their head coach, they decided that they were going to pass on Bill Bel- Belichick. And with Raheem Morris, feel like we sort of know what we're getting with him and did he do a solid job while he was over with the LA Rams absolutely he did but I feel like there are some guys that they're just cut out a little bit more to be coordinators there are other guys that are cut out a little bit more to be head coaches and for Raheem Morris 
We've seen it in the past. I'm just not sure what to really make out of this one because he got his opportunity with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers many, many years ago. He got an opportunity with the Atlanta Falcons. Now he's getting a third crack at the apple. And to get a third opportunity as a head coach, typically, in my opinion, you need a little bit more of a resume than this. Now, I will say Morris, when he took his job initially, when he was first a coach in the league that was over with the Denver Bron- or with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he was relatively young at the time. But this really is a little bit head-scratching because for the Atlanta Falcons, they saw out there on the open market Mike Frabel. They saw Bill Belichick. They were probably a little bit in on Jim Harbaugh. I'm not sure how far those talks went, if there were any talks whatsoever. You could have Pete Carroll if you really wanted him. And you go with Raheem Morris. I'm very surprised, to say the least. And I was saying this on the show yesterday. I thought that the next domino to fall was what was going to be happening with a few of these vacancies. And I really thought that the Washington Commanders job, that was going to be the most interesting of all of them because with regards to the Commanders, I feel like they could go in many different directions. Many people are having ties to Bill Belichick there because he apparently grew up in the area. You could make a case for certainly Mike Vrabel as well. But I just feel like there are much better options out there for the Atlanta Falcons and this is just what the Atlanta Falcons are I wish I could put it any other way and they've got a tremendous fan base that do a great job of supporting this team and honestly they deserve a little bit better because for the Atlanta Falcons they had all the tools to be able to bust through win the NFC South this season and reason why they didn't do so they didn't have any sort of quarterback play whatsoever. They were relying upon Desmond Ritter along Taylor Heineke, and that's a little bit of a caveat as well. You have to wonder if Bill Belichick had some of those talks and ownership decided, yeah, you know what, you're either going to get some sort of a rookie quarterback or we're going to be bringing in some sort of a journeyman to try to hold down the Ford. Maybe they were trying to have him develop Desmond Ritter, which that I don't think is going to go very well. I don't care who's coaching Desmond Ritter. I just have not seen enough out of him for me to believe that he's going to be able to ascend. But this was quite a shock. And now the teams are out there still looking for a coach. They still have plenty of options. Like right now, the Washington Commanders, the world is their oyster. And this could actually work out really well for some of these teams, in my opinion, because these coaches like Bill Belichick, like Mike Vrabel, unless if they're going to be going into TV. And that's now an option for so many of these guys. Unlike what we had a few years ago, and TV has always been an option for some of these former coaches. I mean, look no further than John Madden. <laughs> what he was able to do going from being the Raiders head coach for a few years and then as a illustrious second career of doing a tremendous job calling so many games. But with a lot of these coaches, it's starting to be a little bit more of the desperate hour for them because there's a very finite amount of opportunities for them to be able to land a job. So I do think that this is very head scratching. And now I do think that it plays out very well for some of these teams that they might be looking to go a little bit more on the cheap. They might be thinking, man, we don't have much of a shot at being able to get Mike Vrabel. Well, now they might, as we are looking at the coaching searches in the NFL right here on the Greg Peterson experience on Visa and the Sports Bank Network. And I do think it's also going to be very interesting to see what the Seattle Seahawks do as well, because I mean, that's the one opening that I feel like I just haven't heard too much about. And I've got some connections out there in Seattle as well. And I mean, maybe it's just me listening to the wrong people, but that's been pretty hush-hush. I know that Mike Vrabel has been tied to that job a little bit, but that feels like a really good opportunity for a good coach because it's not like the Seattle Seahawks by any stretch of the imagination were a bad team. And I frankly don't know why Pete Carroll's not going to be back as our head coach. Like, that is the one out of all these that surprised me. I would say the second most, the Titans parting ways with Mike Vrabel and just saying, you know what, we're going to go young. I don't understand that one either. Really, I don't understand what a lot of these teams are doing because I don't understand what the Atlanta Falcons are doing as well. This has just been a head-scratching and strange NFL offseason with a lot of moves that, to me, they just really don't make a lot of sense at this point. That said, I do think that there's a lot of opportunities for these teams that are still looking to be able to find a coach. And you do have to wonder because they always talk about fit. They always talk about, all right, 
you need a little bit more of a ready-made product for Bill Belichick, and I do think that that's very true, but at the same time, I do think that even though Bill Belichick's runway is small, a lot of these opportunities out there, honestly, the Commanders, I would say, is probably the worst out of all of them because with the Commanders, where are they going to be going at quarterback? Are they going to be sticking with Sam Howell, or are they going to be trying to move on to a little bit of a younger quarterback? I'm not quite sure there, but I do think that it causes for a lot of intrigue, to say the least, and it is quite startling what we're seeing there, and it is quite startling what we're seeing in college basketball right now as well. We were talking for the longest time about the losing streak of one Detroit basketball team. Well, we get to bring up another one as the Detroit Titans now have hit blackjack. Oh, and 21 for the season. And that's been one of the main constants that we've been finding in college basketball thus far this season. But when it comes to this college basketball just overall year, it's been a year, in my opinion, of ebbs and flows. And something that I've just really gathered is that efficiency is at an all-time high. If you take a look at any of these analytic sites, whether that be Bartorovic, whether that be Ken Pomeroy, Eric Haslam of Haslam Metrics, all these guys that they do a tremendous job of being able to track this. It's been just off the charts. What we've been seeing in terms of the efficiency in college basketball. Now, as we sit here right now and do this, we've seen a little bit more of a uptick in unders with everything that we saw on Thursday, but overall for the season, we're still sitting here with about 51.5, 51.6% of games having gone over the total, and it's been just a bad year for underdogs at home in general. Like, typically an angle that I've always loved to play in college basketball, taking a look at these home underdogs. Right now, if you take a look at them for the entirety of the season, it is 408, 430, and 15 against the spread. That is a 48.7% hit rate. And I always think that these systems that we've got for college basketball, there are some that are tried and true. Like always taking a look at those home teams that are unranked but are favored against the road team that is ranked. That's something that's still been very hot this year. That has been one of the things that has been able to hold true. But typically you find in conference, all right, these home underdogs, they've got a little bit more fight. They're able to give you a good honest effort. We've just been seeing a little bit less of that thus far this season. And I do feel like when it comes to the haves and the have-nots, there's a little bit of a divide there. And if you're in one of those two sort of segments and you're facing off against another team that's in one of them, like, for example, ranked team on ranked team, like number 16 versus number 25, or just throwing out their arbitrary numbers, but it's very, very equal there. And I do think that that's been really of intrigue for me this college basketball season. We're going to have a, quite a few of those games that are going to be coming up for Friday as well. Because if you take a look at the Friday card, there's currently not a single game with a spread that is north of eight, eight and a half, depending upon what number you're getting right now in that Iona versus Siena game. So we're going to have a lot of fascination there. And I do think that this is a year that, unlike any other, is going to be rewarding. Taking a look at the matchup itself, it's really nice to have your power rankings and having just those like set numbers for every single team just sort of scattered around. That said, when you dive into these actual matchups and you take a look at strengths, weaknesses, what a team does well, what a team doesn't well, I think that that's going to be paying off very, very much as we hit the later month of January into February and obviously into March Madness. It's that sort of a season and now it is that time of year where the NFL, it gets tight. We're going to be talking about the NFC and AFC title game sex with Tom Casale of NOLA.com along with Mark Drummer of QL right here on the Great Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferreira, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. If you have yet to check out the new VSN.com, it's got a fresh new look. You get to navigate all the more easy on this one. It's much easier to find all of our betting tools. That includes my daily handicap college basketball lines. It's much better on your mobile device as well. It's able to be a bit more functional with that regard. And we've expanded our educational content as well. So head on over to the brand new VSIN.com as we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience of Visa, the Sports Bank Network. Always great to be joined by these two gentlemen as we've got Tom Casale. He does great work over at NOLA.com and we got Mark Drummeller aboard. He does great work over at BetQL and the Fantasy Life. And gentlemen, it is always good to have you aboard. And the only thing that's not great right now about the NFL, well, there's two things. For one, they are not going to be playing these games on Friday. That's because we always want as much NFL in our lives as humanly possible. And two, we are down to just two games. So we're getting down to the nitty gritty. So let's dive in on this first game first with the Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens. This is a game that is now in most places a four. I'm still seeing one or two straight three and a halfs out there, but most books have went from a three and a half to a four with the Ravens being favored. The Lions game is 44 and a half. And I'll start with you on this one, Tom. How do you evaluate this matchup? One where I think that there's a big discrepancy with regards to the roster, but there's also a big discrepancy on the flip side with regards to the experience factor. Sure. You know, I hit the Ravens minus three on the opener. Uh, I was going to take them against either team. I just think they're the best team in the AFC. I will say this. I think they would have slaughtered Buffalo. So I was kind of hoping the Bills won that game. Obviously, you have Mahomes. You have the Chiefs experience. That, that, that could be an issue. But just based on team, I just feel like with the two teams we've seen all year, the Ravens have been better. And we're I, – I, listen, I get it. Lamar versus Mahomes. For me, the game's going to be won with the Ravens' defense. They have Hamilton in the secondary who can at least control Kelsey a little bit. And their linebackers are so fast. They can play that over under pressure. If the Chiefs had better receivers, I wouldn't be so sure on the Ravens. But I don't think the outside guys can hurt this Ravens defense. I think Baltimore wins this by around a touchdown, 10 points uh, at home. Yep, with the Ravens, I certainly do think that they've got the significantly better roster. They have been the more consistent team all season long. Lone trepidation as Patrick Mahomes just always seems to come up big in these sorts of spots. And Tom, how do you view this game? Are you taking the experience of the Chiefs or the Ravens, who have really been, in my opinion, the most dominant team out there in the AFC? Yeah, Greg, I mean, what a game. You know, you look at it, you have two elite quarterbacks that are probably going to be in this situation for a long time in Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. You have Lamar Jackson, just his story is here alone. Like this time last year, they were saying, should they get rid of him in Baltimore? They shouldn't give him the money. He didn't want to play in the playoffs injured. And now he's you know going to be MVP of the league and has a real good chance to go to the Super Bowl, right? So you got two elite quarterbacks. You have two future Hall of Fame coaches in John Harbaugh and Andy Reid. So, of course, in the NFL, this game's going to come down to one player, the kicker, right? And that's why I had to take the four points of the Kansas City Chiefs here. I just think that's how this game's going to work. It's going to come down to one possession. Um, I think the Chiefs' offense has taken some real big strides, right? Pacheco was running like a madman. I think he had, you know, like 100 yards on 15 carries, you know, against Buffalo. They they moved the ball to the tune of 7.7 yards per play on offense against that Bills defense. Now, 
much tougher task, you know, against the Baltimore defense. I agree with that 100%. But, you know, like, I, I think Patrick Mahomes is a guy where, you know, a lot of the stuff that Mike McDaniel does, he throws at quarterbacks. He's going to have some success against Mahomes, but Mahomes is going to get his too. So um, I think this is going to be an outstanding game. I think it's going to be a lot of back and forth. I think both offenses are going to be able to run the ball very effectively. The Chiefs with Pacheco since week 10, the Ravens defense, 24th in EPA per rush allowed. Um, so I think there's going to be some meat on the bone there for Andy Reid to get the running game and kind of balance out that offense for the Chiefs. And then I think the Ravens are going to be able to run the ball in the Chiefs defense as well. Uh, you know, Kansas City's strength is in the secondary. So um, I think it's has all the makings of a great game. So, of course, you know how these things go. They come down to a field goal. Once it's got over three, I get a little greedy. I said, let me wait to get this four. So maybe it's square. I don't care. But I took my homes in the four points. Yeah, I just have such a tough time going up against Patrick Mahomes as well. And I fully know that I'm going up against a Ravens team that they have been tremendous at home. They've got by far the better roster. They have been the best team in the AFC. While the Chiefs, we have seen their wobbliness all season long. But it's just getting four points with Patrick Mahomes. That's one of those things where they say in the movies, it's an offer that you can't refuse. As joining me on the show, we've got Tom Casale, who does great work over at Action Now, uh, does great work over at NOLA.com, and Mark Drummeller, who does great work over at BetQL. Joining me right here on the Great Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. And Mark, I do want to go back to you on this one as well, because I know you were talking about running the ball really for both teams. Is this going to be a game where you're going to be taking a look at perhaps a few rushing props? I think so. I think, you know, in the Kansas City side with Pacheco, I would definitely look at his direction. Um, you know, I think anytime touchdown, he's probably good, you know, as well there, too. Um, you know, and on the Baltimore side, yeah, I think they're going to run the ball very effectively. They do it a couple different ways. You know, Lamar Jackson obviously is going to have some design runs. You saw against Houston, like, you know, they made those adjustments at halftime, right? They were sending the blitz at Lamar. You know, they, they went in, they tinkered with it at halftime. They got the ship straight, and he comes out, and what happens, right? He takes the ball in his own hands, darts down the field into the end zone. Um, so I think you're going to see him be a big part of the offense. Mark Andrews, um, you know, coming back. I would be afraid to play a little Isaiah Likely. I think those numbers could be, you know, uh, compressed with, you know, Andrews coming back on the field. But Likely has been a big part of this offense. They're going to need them here. So I think there's a lot of different players you can look at. But I do think, you know, both offenses are going to run the ball effectively. I really like Pacheco here uh, on the Ravens side. You know, I would look at I would look at Jackson, you know, as far as maybe a rushing touchdown or maybe his rushing props, because uh, they're not going to be able to stretch the ball down the field against this Kansas City secondary like they were against Houston. I guess we're going to call it a likely drop in this game. But that said, when it comes to you, Tom, how are you viewing this game from a prop perspective? Is there anything that you're going to be getting in on or mostly sticking to the side in total on this one? Yeah, you know, I hit Lamar's over rushing yards at the start. That's gone up uh, like seven, eight yards since. Here's the thing. I don't care who wins the game. I think Lamar's running. Uh, I love betting running quarterbacks in the playoffs because during the season, they don't want to get hurt. They might limit their, their rushing attempts. But in the play, listen, Super Bowl's on the line. He's running 12-plus times, I think, on Sunday. Uh, the, only, the only thing I disagree with Mark is, Watch out for Joe Tooney not being there. He's a top three guard for the Chiefs, and it doesn't look like he's going to play. You know, you got my big my, my guy, that big guy Pierce in the middle for the for the Ravens, uh, number fifty eight. He's tough to move. I you know, people don't love the offensive line, and you know when so, when there's a lineman missing, nobody really cares. But that's a pretty big injury that I don't think is getting talked about enough. And the Ravens, they don't blitz a ton, but they're very effective when they do blitz. And if Tooney's not there, I expect him to try to blitz up that hole and cause problems for Mahomes. So I also took Mahomes over a uh, half on on interceptions. I just think those linebackers are so quick. And with Hamilton in the secondary, I think he's going to try to get one to Kelsey that the Ravens might might, might pick off. So I went uh, over Lamar rushing yards and over Mahomes um, .5 uh, interceptions. And I think that that's very correlated as well. If Mahomes is able to keep a clean sheet, I think that there's a good chance that the Kansas City Chiefs win that game. If he doesn't keep a clean sheet and if he does throw an interception, that bodes very well for the Ravens. And I sort of feel that same way when it comes to the other game between 
between the Lions and the San Francisco 49ers. Most books have this as the 49ers being a seven-point favorite. DraftKings, right now they've got a seven and a half out there, total between 51 and 52. And the way I take a look at this game is if Jared Goff doesn't turn the ball over for the Lions, I think that they could cover this game. And if you're looking at the Lions, I would say do everything humanly possible to get a seven and a half in this game, unless if you're really feeling frisky on the money line. Meanwhile, if you like the San Francisco 49ers, you probably don't want to be playing that seven and a half to say the least. But Mark, want to start with you on this one. How do evaluate this game because I do think that ball security in this one also going to be very key yeah I agree with you 100% you know and I think the Lions are probably a little more live than people are giving credit to but I just couldn't get to the window here because of their defense um, so I played the San Francisco team total over 30 and a half um, you know I got a real good price on that I got minus 105 and I, I think they San Fran scores in the 30s here I think the offense bounces back in a big way this Detroit defense is bottom five in tackling. They're bottom five in coverage. They're bottom five in red zone. And, they, you know, they've been letting up a lot of yards and kind of getting some stops in the red zone recently. But this Niners offense, but you don't stop them in the red zone. Number one in the NFL. So I think they're going to keep putting up seven and seven and put a lot of heat on Ben Johnson and Jared Goff to respond. Um, I think they can to some point. I think they're going to have success with running with Gibbs on the edges. So I think the offense is going to move the football. And, you know, I think we're probably in for a little more high-scoring game. But I think that their offensive success is just going to cause Shanahan to keep his foot on the gas. We've seen him conservative in the past in these situations. But he's going to smell the Super Bowl, man. And I think it's going to be all systems go for the Niners. So I like him to score in the 30s. I think the Lions can keep it close. But we're just more comfortable targeting in that way. Yep, absolutely, and I do think that it's so interesting to take a look at this matchup as well because it is a 49ers team that's been looking a little bit more wobbly here in recent weeks as well, but you mentioned it, it is very rough with this Detroit Lions defense as well, and certainly we're going to need to get the thoughts of Tom Casale on this Lions versus 49ers game. A few props and talk a little bit about the NFL coaching carousels. We're going to be joined next by Tom Casale along with Mark Drummler, who does great work over at BetQL right here on the Greg Peterson Experience of Visa, the Sports Bank Network. Experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Put the VSIN experts to work for you and start betting smarter with a VSIN Pro subscription. You're able to sign up on our VSIN Pro annual subscription and get your first year at a discounted rate by being a listener to this fine program by utilizing the promo code of GREG. That is G R E G. Get access to everything that you do that we do here at VSIN.com with our daily best bets with a leaderboard to see which VSIN expert has a hot end. We have recently updated our website, making it all new and improved, which means that the betting splits that show you where the money and the bets are moving on every single game, they're better than ever as well. Betting systems, premium analysis, 24-7 video access, plus you get on top of that, our Super Bowl betting guide with best bets and player prop bets as well. Remember, utilize that promo code Greg. You're able to get your first year of VSIN Pro access for just $199 and to redeem the offer, you go to vsin.com slash subscribe. We're back here on the Greg Beers and Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Always great to be joined by these two gentlemen. Tom Casale does great work over at NOLA.com and Mark Drummiller, he does great work over at BetQL and the Fantasy Life and Mark, we got your take on the Lions versus 49ers. Now, Tom, we got to get your thoughts on this game. As right now, like I said, most places have a seven on this game with the 49ers laying it. But there are a few seven halves, including over at DraftKings with a total between 51 or 52. Where are you landing on this game? I agree with Mark here about the Lions defense. You know, I think they can stay in this game for, you know, the Lions, they don't mind playing on the road. They like being the dogs. They like playing on the road. It plays into Dan Campbell's whole mentality, right? So I think they, they're competitive in this game. But I, I really like Brock Purdy to bounce back. I, I think we're seeing a trend here with him. He does not like to throw a wet football. We saw it in Cleveland. We saw it last week in, against the Packers. And I think, if I'm not wrong, at the end of that game, it wasn't raining, and you saw him throw the ball better. Listen, I'm an old Cowboys fan. You look at Troy Aikman's number when he, in the rain, and he's mentioned it many times. He did not like to throw a wet football. So I think you see Brock Purdy have a big game here. I like his uh, overpassing yards. But this is something I might look at live. I think that the Lions hang around in the first half, but I like the – 49ers at some point in the second half to start pulling away. I just don't see the back seven on defense for the Lions being able to compete for all four quarters. 
Yep, I think that is going to be a big challenge for this Lions defense, and it's just a situation of how did the 49ers decide to attack them? Is it going to be a lot of Christian McCaffrey, or are they going to establish McCaffrey early, then maybe set up the play action? I think that that's really the question that I have with regards to 49ers, but either way, I do think that they're going to be able to roll up some points in this one, and Tom, I want to come back to you on this. With regards to Brock Purdy being able to bounce back, are you willing to take any player props with him in this game? Yeah, I like his uh, actually over passing yards and over touchdowns. Uh, I, I think he's going to—the Lions are really stout in the middle of that defense. Uh, they, they don't rush the passer great from the inside, but they really stack up the run. So I think you see McCaffrey being more of a receiver in this game instead of them just running him up the gut. And I just—I really like this matchup for Purdy. Uh, I, I know sometimes he, he's a little off, but again, I think the Packers played really well last week, and I think the wet ball had something to do with it. This Lions secondary that's where they're really going to address this offseason. It's really, really bad. So I think you get Purdy with a big game, a couple of touchdowns. So he's who I'm eyeing in the props for this one. Yep, I think that that's a good way to be able to go about it. And I do think that a lot of whether or not this team is going to be able to cover is going to be hanging upon Brock Purdy, being able to keep a clean sheet once again, much like we were talking about with Patrick Mahomes. If he throws an interception in that game against the Ravens, doomsday if he doesn't, votes pretty well for them. And Mark, any player props that you're willing to take in this NFC title game? Yeah, I think on the 49ers side, when you look at the offense, like I agree with Tom Purdy, but I think like Brandon Ayuk's really a player that, you know, people should be targeting. Um, you know, his receiving prop is, you know, in the low 80s. Um, I think he could be in for a really big game because unlike last week, Debo went down and you saw Shanahan kind of, you know, get caught with his pants down a little bit. Wasn't really sure like, hey, you know, he's got to make those in-game adjustments. Now they're going into the week. Debo, you know, he's running around the field today. It looks like he's going to be a go, but you better believe that Shanahan's going to be ready in the biggest game of his career in case Debo can't go. I think he's going to have a lot of work there for Ayuk. I think, you know, he matches up very well against his Detroit secondary. So I think he could be the big play guy for them. So I like him over his receiving yards. I think you look on the other side with the Lions offense. I think St. Brown over receiving yards is pretty good. I think they're going to be able to move the ball on the Niners. Um, secondary, you know, I think the offensive line is good enough to where they can kind of keep that pass rush at bay. They're going to get home eventually, but, you know, I don't think they're going to be able to wreck the game. So I think that's going to open up opportunities for St. Brown. And the best way to attack a pass rush is by running the football. But you're not going to run it up the middle on this Niners with Hargrove and Armstead in there. Um, so I, I think they're going to have to, you know, really, really rely on Gibbs in the running game. His rushing prop is in the high 40s. I think it's 48 in that range. Um, I think that's an over. I think he's going to get the bulk of the carries here. Um, he's the most explosive player on offense, you know, the, as far as the running backs are concerned. Maybe overall, you know, on the team. You know, we're seeing him really emerge as the season comes on. So um, I like Jameer Gibbs over the 48 and a half. I think that's, you know, a solid play there. I think the Lions are going to need him to really get around the edges and, and help, you know, keep keep golf in manageable situations you know on third down they got to be able to move the sticks um you know early down so i like gibbs I do think that with the Lions, they're going to need to establish a run to be able to hold in this game as well. I do think that Jared Goff also trying to not throw an interception, and he's been pretty good at being able to take care of the ball to his credit. That's going to be massive for the Lions because they're going to give up points. The question is whether or not they're going to be able to counter as well as joining me on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. We've got Mark Drummeller does great work over at BetQL, and Tom Casale does great work over at NOLA.com. And guys, we are down to the nitty-gritty with regards to the NFL season, only two games. But right now in the NFL, we are seeing a lot of coaching hires. And the most recent one was a little bit of a retread with Raheem Morris getting the new coaching job over with the Atlanta Falcons. And Tom, I want to get your thoughts on this first, both with Mr. Morris going on over to the Atlanta Falcons and to just what we've seen the last few days, because you've got Mike Vrabel, you've got Pete Carroll, and you've got Bill Belichick on the unemployment line, yet Raheem Morris gets a job, and I'm wondering what the heck is going on here. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I jinxed the Falcons fans because today I was saying I really like the way that they're processed. They they went out, they interviewed a bunch of people two times. You know, why make a quick decision? And then they they did all that to hire Raheem Morris. So the the Belichick thing's interesting. You know, listen, I was in New England for a few years. He had total control of football. Uh, you know, Robert Kraft never bothered him. Uh, he made all the the decisions at the end. 
I think maybe it's hard for teams to give him that control. He's going to be 73 in April. So I think that might be the issue with Belichick. Uh, I'm surprised Vrabel hasn't gotten a job. Uh, listen, he I don't think he was really the problem in Tennessee. I think they got rid of their good players and didn't draft well. I mean, they were the number one seed in the AFC with Ryan Tannehill. I think he deserved another shot. So that was a surprise. Uh, listen, the Chargers got the big fish. I thought the Falcons were going to land another big fish, and then they go for Raheem Morris. Maybe it works out, but, man, with all these big names on the market, they better hope they're right. Yeah, I'm right there with you. This is one that I personally did not understand and do want to get your thoughts on this as well, Mark, because out of all the coaching hires that we've seen, I, what the Titans did as well. I mean, my goodness, you move on from Mike Vrabel for Callahan. I have no idea what's going on there, but with the Atlanta Falcons, they've got an owner that I think actually does a relatively good job in Mr. Blank and this is just one of these co cases where the Atlanta Falcons, they always feel like they're very meh. They had a chance to be able to make a splash, and instead they decide to be milk toast once again. Yeah, so, you know, they go out and get Raheem Morris, who I, you know, listen, I think I'm glad he got the opportunity. I think he's an excellent coach. Like, he comes from that, you know, Shanahan, McVay, LaFleur tree. You know, he's just on the other side of the ball. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm not, I don't necessarily have a problem with him getting it. It's just, it seemed like the way they went through it, like, you know, oh, it was, you know, going to be Belichick. And, and some of the stuff you hear out there about Belichick is, I I mean, I don't think, you think Raheem Morris can win games with Mac Jones? Like, what coach can win games with Mac Jones as his quarterback, right? Everyone's talking about Belichick without Brady. Brady took the Kevin Durant route and went to Tampa Bay. Turnkey situation with one of the best defenses in the NFL with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and a good offensive line. So Bill Belichick was there to pick up the pieces. So I think he's getting a little bit of a raw deal out there. Um, you know, and I think Atlanta kind of missed the boat. I think they could have, you know, built something good with Belichick. But I, listen, I'm glad to see Morris get a chance. I think, you know, if we get some new fresh faces in there, it's good. But it's just very odd that guys like Belichick and Vrabel with that kind of pedigree are looking for work. And if I'm Seattle, like, I'm licking my chops. I got these guys. I know they want to bring in Dan Quinn, but they should learn from Atlanta's past mistakes. Go out there, talk to Belichick, talk to Vrabel, get one of those guys in there. It just seems like everybody is just so excited. They want to get the hot new play caller, um, but it, it doesn't always work out. Like, you know, these guys know football, man. So um, I, I'll be interested to see if Vrabel or Belichick can land anywhere. Yeah, and I'm interested to see if Pete Carroll is going to be able to get a job as well because I have no idea mm -hmm. why the Seattle Seahawks moved on from him as well. So there's a lot of intrigue when it comes to the NFL, both on the field and off the field. And Tom Casale does great work over at NOLA.com of covering it all. Mark Drummeller does great work over at BetQL doing so as well. And gentlemen, it's always great to have you aboard. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Always good to have both of those gentlemen aboard. And coming up next, it's a small slate of college basketball, but you've got some games to be played and you've got some winners on the board. We'll go through those next right here on the Great Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. 
And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs and is bringing you an offer that'll make the playoffs all the more electrifying as new customers can place a bet of $5 on any game and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Utilize the promo code VSIN when you do. That is only over at DraftKings Sportsbook with that promo code of VSIN because over at DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. We're back here on the Greg Pearson Experience at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. No doubt about it. We've got ourselves some tremendous action coming up in the AFC and NFC title game. And I really do think that we got the best four teams in the NFL playoffs into the championship game. So that is going to be tremendous. What is not tremendous about it, though, is that we don't have any games for Friday. And sadly, for college basketball, we don't have a ton of games on Friday. But we do have some profitable spots. We've got some intriguing games. And we've got a lot of Metro Atlantic basketball that is going down. A little bit less than what we see on normal days. But this is one that does stand out to me. How about if we go 881-882 on the betting board? It is Marist. And the Red Foxes at the road face off against Niagara. And Niagara does find themselves at home a two and a half point favorite. Total on game between 133 and 133 and a half. When it comes to this Niagara bunch, they have been one that has really turned over a little bit of a new leaf. This Niagara team, they have been playing quite a bit more up-tempo this year than they have in past years. And they're going up against a Marist team that they're looking to just stick you in the mud. Marist, 14th in the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. They have been absolutely tremendous with regards to their defense. Now, what is not tremendous about this Marist team, and I did a write-up on them, I believe it was last week, and they failed to get past a 55-point plateau, and that would be their offense. This is a team that is very much a throwback, I think is the best way of putting it, to yesteryear. As in terms of points a lot on a per possession basis, this team is very rock solid, and they have a little bit of okay three-point shooting. Now, they're missing Jackson Price, one of their top three-point shooters. He's able to give you about seven and a half points per contest, so that has been hurting them, but Overall, in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis, with or without price, this team is currently clocking in in the bottom 75 in all of college basketball. And for Maris, it's a team that, I mean, they've done a relatively okay job of being able to travel with regards to their defense. Their offense, they're averaging about 92 points per 100 possessions in a road-slash-shoot-to-court environment. Now, the good news for them, they're going up against an Iger team that they allow opponents to shoot north of 35% from three-point range. Bad news is Niagara, number three in all of college basketball with regards to three-point shooting percentage. If you take out the seven-footer in Harlan Obiana, he's a seven-footer that's been able to provide for Niagara about nine points, eight rebounds per game. Everyone else that is averaging north of four points per game for Niagara is shooting at least 39% from three-point range. Now, fascinatingly for Niagara, they're actually shooting worse from three-point range at home rather than on the road. They shoot about 37.5% from three-point range at home. This balloons to 42.5% from three-point range in road slash shooter court environment. And they do have quite a few guys that they brought in via the transfer portal that have been able to ascend. You've got someone like a Luke Bumbleo, who two seasons ago at Ball State was a double-figure scorer. He's now been able to supply the team with 10.5 points per contest. You've been able to bring in Kawain Marble, who I'm still waiting for him to really bust out. He's been pretty milk toast this year. He's been able to give you about 6 to 7 points per game, but you've got... 
quite a few guys have come in. They've really been able to adapt to their new role. That includes the big man in Ya Obeng Menza. He was over at UMBC a season ago. He's shooting about 39.5% from three-point range. He's been able to give the team 10.5 points, 5.5 boards. Really doesn't pop a lot of threes, but all in all, do like what I'm seeing there. But I do think that the Marys defense going to be able to keep them lively in this game. I do think that with Niagara, they have turned over very much a uh, different sort of a, uh, shall we say, blueprint and how they want to operate things as this is an Niagara bunch that all of a sudden they have gotten to at least 75 points here in the new year in every single one of their games, six games in total. So it has been a little bit of a change around for Greg Paulus. He used to be someone that was very much like Maris, not quite as much with regards to the big men, what have you. But I mean, it's a Niagara team that they have been really looking to play a little bit more up-tempo, a little bit more offensive base. I personally set my total at 133. We're still seeing some 133 and a halfs out there. I like that total under. And then when it comes to the spot, willing to lay two and a half, not a half a point more with Niagara. It is a Niagara team that I do think that at home they get it done against a Maris team that I just can't trust in them being able to get a bucket late in this game to be able to like draw to be able to really like even things up. I don't trust them if they're even up in a game to be able to draw fouls and be able to hit those free throws as well. So looking at the under end going to be one of the lane with Niagara as we are looking at the Friday College Basketball Board right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Banking Network. This is arguably the biggest game of the day. Well, I don't really think arguably the biggest game of the day. It is the biggest game of the day. It's Michigan State. It's Wisconsin. This is 885-886 on the betting board. Wisconsin, they were in some places a two-point favorite a little bit before. Those have all dried up. We're mostly seeing two and a half out there in the market. Seeing a three where I sit at Circa. Tolan's game is 137 half pretty much across the board. And personally, I did set my number at two and a half as well. So I'm waiting to see if we can get a little bit of separation in the market. If we can find more of those twos, if it goes out a little bit further, I'm going to be willing to lay it with Wisconsin. If the threes, like the one that I'm seeing at Circa right now, continue to pop up, if we can even get like a three and a half, something like that, that'll be my buy point on Michigan State. I do think that this is going to be a little bit of a nip and tuck game. And I do think that this is going to be another low scoring slog. The last time these two teams played, Wisconsin went on the road to the Breslin Center in December. They were able to get that win by kind of 70 to 57. And the biggest thing that stood out to me, Maddie Sissoko was not good in that game. He had a whopping two points for Michigan State, and this is a Michigan State team that I think that they're outgunned down low. You've got Tether Wall along Stephen Crawl for this Wisconsin team that are able to combine for 13 rebounds per game. They have been tremendous for a Wisconsin team that has really been able to ascend from where they were a season ago. Last year, Wisconsin was well outside the top 175 in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. His team was not good on the glass at all. Now Wisconsin is a top 30 team in the country in terms of both rebound rate and points scored on a per-possession basis. And this is even with A.J. Storr, their prize transfer, who comes in from St. John's. He was last year a north of 40% three-point shooter, and he's been the top scorer for the team thus far this season, but he's only shooting about 32% from three-point range. It's what you've been able to get out of someone like a Max Kleesman, who began his career over at Wofford. You bring in also John Blackwell. These two guys are combining shoot about 46% from three-point range, but they do go up against the Michigan State team that has done a good job of being able to guard the arc all season long. This Michigan State team, 39th in all of college basketball with regards to opponent's three-point shooting percentage, and when it comes to Michigan State, you do have a very good backcourt with this team. They're generating a few more turnovers than they have in past years, so really neither of these teams should have too much trouble taking care of the ball and both of these teams they do value that very much Wisconsin 10 turnovers per contest 10.3 turnovers per contest for Michigan State neither of these teams are really looking to generate a lot of seals I will say do have a combined 3.1 between your top two scores for Michigan State and Ty Walker along with AJ Hogard and Walker there's no question he is the man when it comes to Michigan State shooting 40% from three, three assists, two seals, 19 and a half points per contest. And then you're able to get some relatively good three-point shooting out of Trey Hallman, who he's not necessarily a, like, heat check guy. He's not necessarily someone that's going to be going and taking over a game or anything like that, but six and a half points on 44% three-point shooting, that's a relatively solid clip. Now, the question for Michigan State is, who's going to be able to help out Sissoko down low? They were expecting a little bit of production on Xavier Booker. When he has been out there on the floor, he hasn't necessarily been too effective. Carson Cooper, he's giving you like five rebounds per game, but he gives you absolutely nothing on the offensive side of things, and this has been a Michigan State team that's been pretty solid to the under all season long. There have been some cases where they've been able to get heated up and they've been able to drop quite a few points, but 
but has really been a constant for this Michigan State team is the way that they've been able to play their defense. They have given up 71 points or fewer each of their last four games. They did have that, shall we say, blemish against Northwestern, and this is a team that they do take a little bit of a drop-off when they're away from home rather than when they are at home. That's to be expected because they've got a very good home court advantage out there at the Breslin Center, and this is a Wisconsin team that they themselves have some pretty big home and road splits. They are generating more than 10 points more per one hour possessions at home rather than in a roadside short neutral court environment but last time these two teams played it wasn't as if you had a bunch of turnovers it wasn't as if you had like things go completely off the rails or anything like that it was just a low scoring slog I think we are going to see a lot more of that and well Wisconsin I think it's a little bit more of a test here I do think that they're going to be able to pull it out so I do think that two and a half is a relatively correct number like I said right here at Circa where I sit right now I'm seeing a three pop up and three would be my buy point on Michigan State we have seen a few twos come onto the market as well and when we have seen twos those have dried up very quickly so right now in a little bit of wait and see mode if we can get two or less across the board we'll be Willing to lay with Wisconsin, three or more. It's my buy point on Michigan State to go along with the under in this spot. Even though Wisconsin has been highly effective with regards to their offense and highly efficient, this is still a team that, in terms of total possessions per game, they're well outside the top 275. And I always think that that's one of the biggest things that you do want to be taking a look at in terms of these totals. Because while you might have some teams that might be less than terrific at being able to hit threes, while you might have some teams that they turn the ball over a little bit too much, if you're ranking like 50th in the country, in terms of total possessions per game versus an efficient team that's 250th. That's a very big elixir to be able to help you out with regards to being able to get in over as well. Always knowing how a team fouls late as well. That's big as well. And what else is big is the fact that we do have a DK Network right up pick coming as those have been doing quite well here in college basketball. It's a small slate, but a fun one. And we're going to be taking a look at that for Friday next right here on the Great Pearson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.